Well, hello everyone. Now, before we dive into the topic, it is important that I remind you the purpose of this podcast, and that is to help you refine yourself, to equip you to overcome your pain, fears, and limitations so that you can live in the truth of who you were created to be. And we achieve this through our very own method that we call the four pillars to overcome. Each and every single episode of this podcast will come under one of those pillars. And if you don't know what those pillars are, there is a link in the description box where you can check out the episode in which we discuss those pillars at length so that you're fully acquainted with the vision of this podcast. So this topic today the trans movement is an injustice to our children. This will feature under the acknowledge pillar. Now in this pillar, we dismantle lies. We liberate ourselves from false narratives. We liberate ourselves from the noise of social media, society, mainstream media, and other people's opinions. In order to overcome anything and really live in the truth of who you're created to be, we have to get to the heart of the issue because it's only the truth that will set you free. Now, pertaining the topic of how the trans movement is an injustice to our children, I speak as a person who cares about the vulnerability and safeguarding of children. I am a child abuse survivor. So it is important to me that children all over the world grow up feeling safe, secure, healthy, confident and comfortable in who they are, truly walking in the truth of who they are and I also speak as a person who has had several conversations many conversations with several trans children and so I've had an insight into some of their worlds and I also speak as a person who has done her research on the internet I've, I've watched several interviews and I've read several articles in fact I will link one of the interviews I watched in the description box please make sure you watch it is by Helena Kashner, who was uh, a girl, transitioned to a boy, and now has detransitioned into her um, original gender identity. That is probably the most, but well, one of the most insightful interviews I have ever come across. Um, I've ever had the pleasure of watching when it comes to this topic. So please make sure you watch it because it will open your eyes to the truth, to behind the scenes of the trans movement. I'm only here to add my two points to this, but I beg you watch that interview from the perspective of someone who's actually experienced it. Now, why do I think that the trans movement is an injustice to our children? Let's dive into it. This movement is an injustice to children for legalizing children. And again, I repeat, children, legalizing them to change their gender, to make such a life altering decision in their childhood without even the need for their parent or guardian to be there with them on that journey. Children as young as 10, 11, 12 in the UK, in the US, are able to get hormone blockers without their parent parents' consent, without any guardian being present, they are considered competent enough. And it blows my mind away because we understand that children are one of the most vulnerable group in society, yet they are allowed by law to make one of the most life-altering decision. This decision would alter 
every single thing about them and their lives and how their future pans out. It will alter how they view themselves, their gender. It will alter them psychologically, emotionally. And by the way, very little is known about the effects of these hormones further down the line as these children get older. There is something to be said about a society that would treat its children that way without even knowing how 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now how those children will be psychologically, emotionally, physically in their relationships, in their identity. Children. I have a 14-year-old sister. And I'm 10 years older than her and when I was her age, I really thought I knew it all. I, you know, teenagers have this classic teenage syndrome where you're trying to separate yourself from your family, the family values, you know, you're trying to find your identity, you're exploring to find out, you know, who are you, what values are you trying to live by, you're exploring new things and all of those things and we all somehow believe that we know it all at that age. And as I've matured, I've realised that I... <laughs> I know nothing. The more I know things, the more I realize that I know nothing. And especially in my teenage years and watching my 14 year old sister grow, I'm just looking at her life like, wow, this is how I lived life. This is also the mindset I had, man, I knew nothing. I'm not saying that children are foolish, of course. They're smart, intelligent people with world-changing ideas, which I look forward to, you know, coming into fruition. I love watching, you know, the, the, the interviews, for example, on the Ellen DeGeneres show where they bring children and they're so funny, they're so intelligent, they're so thoughtful. They have some of the brilliant minds and ideas that if implemented well, they would change our world for the better. Yet we still understand all of that does not remove their vulnerability. But we allow them by law to change their identity. What an injustice. Do you know how many times since graduating from university I've gone back to my parents and I said, you know that thing you were trying to tell me and teach me at age 15 and I said you are wrong and I argued with them and I said no way. Well now that I'm 20 plus years old, I realise you were right. On many occasions I have gone to my parents and I said oh my gosh, I cannot believe how dumb and silly, immature, foolish I was in my teenage years when I was arguing with you, when what you were instilling me, those were true principles and real life values. How I viewed the world then is not how I view the world now. But now that I've matured, now that I've experienced a few more things in life as I've gotten older, I understand that 15 year old me, whoo, she was lost on so many things and I cannot imagine a 15 year old girl, a 13 year old boy in that moment feeling like they know what's best for them and that is to change their gender and there is no law that can challenge them on that. What about when they're 25? What about when they're 30? Because how you view the world, how you view yourself, how you experience yourself, your gender identity at 15, at 14 is certainly not the same as 25 and 35 and 55. And they don't even know the psychological effects of that when you're 55. So this society or this, I don't know, the, the, our hospitals, our medi, our clinics, the government, are they even ready? 
Are they even able to support people in their 30s, 40s, 50s as they learn more about the psychological effects of changing your gender chemically, physically, legally in your early teens? It's so heartbreaking. It's so disappointing to me. And I, I know especially in the UK, there's a lot of work done around safeguarding, safeguarding children. You know, when I worked with children, we had endless safeguarding trainings and reminders. And I know this country is a country that cares about the safeguarding of its children. Well, at least to, to some degree, at least, right? <laughs> Yet, what are we doing to our children? How can we say? A 10 year old. They're not even allowed to drink until they're 18. In America, age 21 is the legal drinking age. Do you know alcohol damages what? Is it your lungs? No, that's smoking. I think with alcohol, it's kidneys. I can't remember my biology, guys. <laughs> alcohol damages some parts of your internal organs and generally affects your health in a negative way, especially if you cons consume it regularly. And so this is why we say children are not allowed to right, drink until the age of 18. You can't even buy your own cigarettes until a certain age. Yet a 10-year-old who cannot drink, who cannot smoke, who, should, who cannot have sex, all these three things by law, a 10-year-old is able to say, give me hormone blockers. I need them. If we recognize that we need certain laws in place to protect children from drinking, from smoking, from you know, uh, sex at an early age, then how come? It's not the same when it comes to something as life-altering as putting hormones in your body, changing the natural discourse, not the discourse, the natural journey of your body. And I empathize with trans children. But I simply don't believe at that age, hormones are the way to go. Another reason why I believe that this trans movement is an injustice to children is because they're not challenged on these, on how they feel. So I know that they, before they go through all of that, all of those changes chemically and hormonally, they do have to speak to a therapist, a social worker, someone of authority of some sort. But from what I've learned in the conversations I've had, Therapy, when they go into therapy, it's not really to challenge them on this idea, on, on these feelings, on this gender identity, um, to get to the heart of the matter, to get to the truth. Remember I said this episode features under the acknowledge pillar, where we dismantle lies and false narratives. And therapy is supposed to be the place where you personally go through the journey with the help of your therapist to dismantle false narratives about yourself, about your life, the way you view the world and those around you so that you can live in the truth of who you are. You can see the world and see yourself with a clear lens. But 
trans children are, are as soon as they enter therapy apparently therapists are not allowed to challenge them on that how did you come to the conclusion that you were of this gender what other things affected you uh, perhaps reaching these conclusions for example if someone was sexually abused very early on in their childhood of course that's going to, to make them feel or question certain things about who they are your identity in general gets crushed and fragmented due to abuse in your younger years but it appears that when they go into therapy therapists just have to affirm them and just say you say you're a boy okay cool let's go with that and then therapy becomes a process of preparing them to transition or preparing them to, to live in this gender that they believe they are. Rather than really digging deep and finding out how, why, when did it happen that this child felt this way and what can we offer them, how can we help them before we even look at transitioning them. From what I've seen, trans children transitioning from one gender to another is the last thing that they need. Because their lives are often surrounded with so much trauma. That if you dug a little bit deeper, that if you had broader conversations where you're able to challenge them, where you're able to dismantle a few things and get to the truth of the matter, a lot of trauma that is not even related per se to their personal gender identity and feelings plays a part in them believing that they are one gender or another. In that interview I mentioned earlier by Helena Kirchner, she says that actually her kind of pain or trauma she was going through at that moment was body insecurities. And because of the internet, they started, the internet started telling her like, well, if you're not happy as a girl, because of these body insecurities, you're hating your body, you must be a boy, you must be trans. So then the internet then campaigns or is indoctrinating people to transition from one gender to another as soon as they say, I don't like how I feel, I don't like how I look, I have body insecurities, without really taking time to understand why do you have body insecurities. Helena says literally that was the basis of her transitioning from one gender to another. And even when she spoke to a social worker, a therapist, they did not even dig deeper. They were just like, okay, this is what you want. Cool. And I would also just like to add that I grew up in Zimbabwe and we played outside and I was a tomboy. We literally used to play football on the streets and I would be the only girl on the street playing football with the boys. They would literally argue, each team would argue for me to be on their team because I was that great at playing football. I have a literal dent in my left leg, an actual dent in my leg because I used to climb trees and fall down trees. I used to play around with barbed wires, scratching myself with it, doing all sorts of things. That's how much of a tomboy I was. My parents never limited me into how, what I could play with and how I could play. I also had Barbie dolls. Oh my gosh, I loved my Barbie dolls. <laughs> had my Barbie phone. I used to show off to people and to the other little kids with my Barbie phone. <laughs> I remember my favorite toy to this day was this train toy. It had like its own like railway line. It was like a proper like real like train. I loved that train. But I also enjoyed playing mums and dads where I was the mum and I would be using mud to cook food for my pretend kids. 
today, in today's UK, if there was such a tomboy, you would be labelled as trans. People would say, oh my gosh, you're a tomboy, you love climbing trees, wow, this is how you dress, all of that. You're a boy, so transition to a boy. That is how our children are being indoctrinated to believe in lies without being given the opportunity to really explore themselves for who they are. My gosh, I cannot believe that the lifestyle I lived in Zimbabwe today would be considered as ground room for transitioning when really and truly I was just a child having fun. A lot of these children, it's not transitioning that they need. They need a therapist who will challenge them on every idea, on every belief that they have until they dismantle all the false narratives and then they can build afresh new narratives based on truth with real true foundation, not born out of trauma, out of pain, out of fear, out of insecurities, out of abuse. I find that what a lot of trans children need is just support in overcoming other issues in their lives, not transitioning. And so it is an injustice that we legalize them as children to change their genders, to make such a life, such a life altering decision without ever knowing how this will affect their future. And we don't even challenge them on it. What adults are we raising? What kind of people are we raising? Are we truly raising people that are liberated? Are we truly raising people that know who they are, truly, really and truly who they are? Are we raising a people that have high self-esteem and self-confidence? Are we raising a people that truly know how to overcome? Because sometimes transitioning from one gender to another is just a band-aid for the real issue. But they yet, even after transitioning, a lot of them, they will tell you that they kept bleeding on the inside, that there were unhealed wounds on the inside, that they thought transitioning would heal them, but it didn't. I believe it's in March. Um, one of the days in March has been uh, crowned as Detransitioning Awareness Day. So go on Twitter and just search the hashtag Detransition, Detransitioning Awareness. And you can read through some of the tweets of people that they expressed why the transition. A lot of it wasn't even because that they felt they were the wrong gender. It was because of indoctrination, propaganda, society, insecurities and fear and pain and trauma. And how when they transitioned, none of that was fixed. None of their pain trauma went away. It was just a band-aid. It was a false liberation. It was a false identity that did not really liberate them from what they were going through. And I just wanted to touch on this, to just say, to just encourage you. I implore you and I urge you to really dig deeper. When it comes to the things that you believe about yourself, are your thoughts really your thoughts? I'll make another epi podcast episode on this because I was off socials for a year. And by the time I came back, my entire worldview had changed. Not my entire, most of my worldview had changed. Things I used to believe, <laughs> I don't believe them anymore. You know why? 
because I learned that social media had actually subtly indoctrinated me. So when I had when I had time off social media for a year, I began to discover what my opinions were outside of those people and I was blown away to learn that wow, or I had been indoctrinated to believe certain things about feminism, about Trans, about transgender, about many things, which I'll make videos and, and episodes about in the future. So I just implore you, go on this discovery journey, shut away from the noise, other people's noise, mainstream media, social media, the propaganda. Get to learn more about yourself. What are your opinions away from other people, away from mainstream media, away from Twitter and Instagram and TikTok? And when you discover what your opinions are, ask yourself, why are those my opinions? Because when you ask yourself why, it takes you down a path of reflection where you're then able to understand yourself on a deeper level. And then you begin to uncover, do I feel like this because of trauma? Do I feel like this because this is genuinely me? Do I feel like this because actually it's just what I've been told to believe through what I've been taught in school? But just because you've been taught it in school or just because it was on the news, just because it was on TikTok doesn't make it right, doesn't make it accurate, it doesn't make it just, it doesn't make it the truth. My mission is to just see as many people as possible liberated from the pain, their fears, their insecurities, whatever they're facing. The first pillar in overcoming, the first pillar in being liberated, the first pillar to living in the truth of who you are is to first acknowledge. Stop lying to yourself about your issues. Stop hiding away, running away, ignoring, suppressing. Facing the truth is hard. It is challenging. It is going to require <laughs> some strength that you did not even know you had on the inside of you. It's going to require you to reach a higher level of capability that you didn't even know you had. But to stand a chance at refining yourself, living in the truth of who you were truly created to be and overcoming your pain, fears and limitations, it is important that you get to the heart of the issue because it's only the truth and the truth alone that will set you free. Thank you so much for listening, for watching. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. We are live on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify every Sunday and Wednesday. I'm looking forward to reading your comments as well pertaining this topic and some of my opinions.